Hello and welcome to Marysville Church of Christ podcast. This is Falling in Love. My name is Bishop, and I'll be your host today. Last week, we kind of re-emphasized something that I think a lot of us have forgotten about. Something that we were taught when we were in VBS and in Bible school, that Jesus loves me, and this I know. For the Bible tells me so. The songs we used to sing about the importance of our loving relationship with God. And how as we've gotten older, we fall into the trap, the tendency, of looking past our relationship with God and looking instead to what we can do. As if our actions or our uh, relationship with God is contingent on our own righteousness or our own deeds. We talked about how that's, that's wrong. And that's not exactly what God intended for us. God didn't intend us to live a legalistic life, full of things we have to do to please him, things we have to do to satisfy him, but rather he desired what he's always desired since the Garden of Eden, for you to love him, for you and him to be together. This week we're going to continue that thought, but we're going to try to put into practice a practical way to read scripture, something you can do on a daily basis to check your relationship with God. In many ways, what we're going to be discussing today is kind of like when I go to a gas station and I check my dipstick to see what my oil levels are. This can be our daily test, our daily reading, to see where we are in our relationship with God. At the end of this uh, podcast, I encourage you, whenever you listen to this, for the next seven days to put into practice the, the idea we're going to talk about today. And for seven days, take a little journal, maybe a piece of paper, even just a post-it note. Then set it beside your desk or wherever you usually read your scripture. And every day I want you to write just a note to yourself on how you were that day, based on the metrics we'll talk about. And in one week, I want you to see the progression, the trajectory of your relationship with God. Now, if you're anything like me, it's going to go up and it's going to go down. It's going to go crazy. But that's real relationship. And falling in love with God is not nearly as easy as obeying him. It's not going to be simple and it's not going to be easy, but it's important for us to pursue together. So how can we test our relationship with God? How can we know where we stand with him at any given moment? I think it's by reading scripture in a unique way. To begin our thought, let me read this. When the day of mercy is past, your most lamentable and dolorous cries and shrieks will be in vain. You will be wholly lost and thrown away of God as to any regard to your welfare. God will have no other use to put you to but to suffer misery, and you shall be continued in being to no other end. For you will be a vessel of wrath fitted for destruction, and there will be no other use for you but to be filled full of wrath. God will be so far from pitying you that when you cry to him that it is said he will only laugh and mock at you. If you cry to God to pity you, he will be so far from pitying you in your doleful case or showing you the least regard or favor that instead he will only tread you underfoot. And though he will know that you cannot bear the weight of omnipotence treading upon you, yet he will not regard that, but he will crush you under his feet without mercy. He will crush out your blood and make it fly, and it shall be sprinkled on his garments so as to stain all his raiment. He will not only hate you, but he will have you in the uttermost contempt. No place shall be thought fit for you. 
but his under his feet to be trodden down as the mire of the streets the misery you are exposed to is that which god will inflict on you for all time that he might show you exactly what the wrath of jehovah is this piece of literature is is the sermon sinner in the hands of an angry god by jonathan edwards widely considered one of the most influential sermons ever given and it breaks my heart that that's the one that got popular. This sermon is basically 49 minutes of what you just read, what I just read to you. Fear and anger of a judgmental and hateful God, a wrathful God. Images such as God holding us like a spider over the gates of hell, looking at us with contempt and grossness. These are the pictures that he presents of God. In many ways, I think many of us have a variation of this view of God. Let's call it the wrathful God. I think all of, all of us have variations of that God in our head, do we not? And I think all of it is because we grew up in a post-Jonathan Edwards evangelical community. God is to be feared because he has wrath. God is to be afraid of because he could kill us at any time. Obedience is necessary because if we fail it, then he is dangling us in hell. God doesn't really love me the same way I love my children. Rather, he just wants to save me out of the goodness of his heart. But actually, I'm, a, I'm an object of abomination to him. I'm gross and disgusting. Maybe, maybe some of us grow up with the idea that there are, I don't know, two representations of God. God from the Old Testament, Yahweh, Jehovah this angry, wrathful God, and then this diametrically opposed Jesus, who in the same degree that the old God of the Old Testament is so angry, Jesus is so loving. And there seemingly is a disconnect between the God of judgment and the God of forgiveness. God and Jesus. Whatever our depictions of God are, I think it's important that we challenge them. The reality is many of us grow up in the church, live our entire lives in the church, having a broken view of God, and it radically shapes our ability to love him. I think one thing we have to do as we start this process of falling in love is to make sure we know how we view God. To make sure we understand what it is we picture. Do we have this picture of God like Jonathan Edwards? This God of hate, this God of anger, this God that's a terrifying force that he fears but doesn't love. Where is your depiction of God? What is it like? In order for us to get a good idea of where we stand with God subconsciously, like where deep down in our heart, how we view him, I think we should draw a, um, draw a page out of Herman Rorschach's book. Herman Rorschach was a psychiatrist, a Swiss psychiatrist, who created a very innovative way to be able to determine how people think subconsciously called a Rorschach test. He would hold up a index card with a perfectly symmetrical binary uh, design of ink blots. And they would be random. They wouldn't really have much shape. And then he would ask the person, just say the first thing that comes to mind when you see it. 
And as they would hold up these index cards, they would say what, what the first thing that came to their mind when they saw it, what image they thought the inkblot represents. And in so doing, it revealed something deep inside of the person, something they didn't even know was there. Fears, concerns, lust, pride, whatever. This free association brought out the truth. After a Rorschach test, Herman Rorschach or other psychiatrists can be able to identify and say, okay, this is what this person's dealing with subconsciously. These are the fears that he has. Here's the influences that he's under. And they can heal better and more effectively because of it. I think in Christianity today, we as Christians need to undergo a Rorschach test to know how subconsciously we view God. I think the Bible is designed to be that Rorschach test. I think the Bible is designed to serve that purpose. Over the next seven days, I want you to read your Bible every day. I want you to read it just like you normally would. Maybe you're going chronologically. Maybe you're just reading uh, different books. Whatever. Whatever you're reading, read it. And as you read it, I want you to keep track on that index card or that uh, piece of paper beside you. Every image of God you get that comes to mind. Let's say you're reading the book of Leviticus. Let's say you're going chronologically through and you're trapped in the prophets or whatever. As you read the passages, I want you to write down every time you get an image of God in your head, whatever that image is. Sometimes there'll be great images. Sometimes there'll be bad images. And then at the end of the reading, I want you to look at all the things you said, and I want you to, I want you to write what you think this passage is mainly about, what you think it can teach us. What you're going to find is that those representations, those images that you're getting in your head as you read, are accurate depictions of how, what you're going to draw away from the passage. If you're someone like Jonathan Edwards, who is trapped in this God is wrath, God is judgmental, God is ready to punish, God wants punishment. If you're, if you're trapped in that paradigm, the way you read scripture is going to be trapped in that paradigm. Every time you come to a new passage, it's going to reinforce these images in your head because that's the way you're viewing God. And if that's the way you're, if that's what you're learning from scripture, then that teaches you, that teaches all of us, that subconsciously that's the way you view him. This, this Rorschach test of our love of God, the way we view God, is going to be really revealing. And it's going to be an insightful way for us to evaluate where we stand with him. And how we, how we think about him. See, many of us, I believe, kind of have a love of God that is subconsciously rooted in fear. Or a love of God that is subconsciously rooted in tradition. Or a love of God that is subconsciously, um, you know drawn from our church or our denomination or our tradition or whatever. But all of those aren't really love for God. What if we just loved God because we loved God? It's kind of a weird podcast, isn't it? I don't really have any practical hints to give you. I just want you to know where you stand with him. Next week, we're going to get together. And we're going to discuss what our Rorschach test teaches us about our relationship with God. And we're going to be exploring how we can find the true God. How we can fall in love with his beauty. And how we can walk away better in our love for him and our love for mankind. You know, I think John said it best. God is light. And in him there is no darkness at all. It's time to expel the darkness. Fall in love with the light. 
and learn to accept Jesus for the beautiful, perfect God, brother, king, and savior that he is. Let's fall in love with beauty and light and love.